Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on what is a... Looks like it's turned out to be a pretty nice day. I, was I know. Up. It was actually raining when I left my house this morning. I saw some rain on the car when I came out the door, and I didn't even know it was supposed to. But uh, it was gloomy and cloudy, and now the sun's poking out, and uh, that's a good thing. How you doing, Greg? Same thing just like y'all done. Uh, I got up, always get up real early, uh, especially on Saturday. And, you know, this longest or second longest day of, of the year, and the sun normally comes up. You know, everything's lit up. Well, by the time everything got lit up, uh, it didn't get quite lit up. Now, I didn't know it rained or anything. And Perry pulls up, I walk outside, and it just had quit roads wet, drizzling. I didn't have no idea it was doing it. But like I say, it's going to turn into a wonderful day where the rain come from. I don't know. Well, we'll see uh, how the uh, local tracks are able to uh, put on their shows today. I, I think it's going to be okay. It might be a... A little sprinkle this afternoon or something. But anyway, welcome to Start Your Engines on, uh, this is the second longest day of the year. So, uh, technically, we're on the downhill slide till fall. So, uh, that's good. Worked for me. I love fall. That means we're headed towards football. We we are headed. We're always headed towards football, but we're really headed towards it now. Well, in, in the South, there are two seasons. There's football season, and there's getting ready for football season. That's right. And we're, uh... I can confirm that 100%. <laughs> We uh, got a lot of racing to talk about today, and I'll mention right off the top here that we have got a great guest coming up for you at 1020, Jeremy Clements, who uh, the Xfinity cars are off this weekend. That series is on a one-week uh, um, vacation, so Jeremy's consented to come on the show, and we're glad to have Jeremy and uh, hear how he's doing. We keep up with Jeremy every week. I mean, I try to... Uh, in, I don't try to. We do include him and talk about how he did the week before and where they're going and who he needs to catch in the point standings and everything. So we do a, we do all we can to promote Jeremy and keep him uh, on top of everybody's mind. And he's our favorite driver. Always has been because he's, first of all, the Clements, they make horsepower. They're legendary. Jeremy can drive a race car. And he's done one race, but we pull for whoever is in Spartanburg just trying. They're doing good regardless. But the Clements are great. They're legendary. Not, you can't say nothing but anything good things. And They're from Spartanburg. Yep. And, and the, uh, as far as Spartanburg's famous racing families, you know, of course, you've got the Moors, you've got the Pearsons, you've got the Hills. And uh, you've definitely got the Clemenses. So uh, the Clemenses are still out there doing it every day and every weekend and uh, building engines for other other teams. And Jeremy out there trying to uh, trying to keep the Xfinity title hopes alive. And uh, I'll, we need him to win a race <laughs> with, uh, with like he did a couple of years ago at um, Road America. So 
We'll be talking to Jeremy at 1020. We're also going to talk about a race that took place 55 years ago this week, which was on June 26, 1964. And you know how much we like to talk about Spartanburg and the fairgrounds and the races up there. And this race was, uh, that was a Friday night, and I'll never forget it. And I've talked about it. I've written about it. I think I managed to squeeze it into about every book I've written. But in the Silent Speedways book, I, I did an in-depth uh, um, uh, writing about it. And that was the night that we've talked about several times when Billy Wade and Ned Jarrett got into it, uh, battling for the lead and had a big crash and and um, took each other out. And Richard Petty ended up winning the race. And we've had Cale Yarborough talk about it, who was in that race. And we've had Dale Enman talk about it, who was standing in the pits. Well, at 11 o'clock, we're going to have Gene Hobby on the show, who actually finished eighth that day, and get his recollections of it. And as I said, that was uh, 55 years ago this week. Yeah, and we, we may need to say we hope to have him on because he, he's not feeling well this weekend, and we, we hope he feels like coming on this morning. Well, we'll find out. He felt good yesterday. Yeah. Last time I talked to him. So Gene's... Uh, Gene's had, I call him Gene Gene the Racing Marine because he was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, uh, wonderful guy. And uh, he is a wonderful guy. Uh, while we're doing a little more housekeeping here, let me just get out of the way right now and I, before I don't ever want to forget it to thank Larry. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Lanny McKinney. I'm looking right at his name written down. You can't read your own writing. I can't. I, I just can't read, period, I guess. Lanny McKinney, who does our, our podcast and does so much for the show as far as uh, and Bud Moore's uh, in Bud Moore Engineering's website and everything he does to, to cover our back and make sure the show gets out on the podcast and we just uh, thank Lanny so much for everything he does and uh, appreciate it, buddy. Next week you're in for a real treat. Absolutely, Ronnie and I will Ronnie and I won't be here. <laughs> I, we go, it, I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty sure, but I mean, it, oh, it, I know it's going to be, and it, it might be like what was it, Ted Max Comedy Hour or something that was <laughs> that was serious as heck, but and and everything factual, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Ted Max Original Amateur Hour, I believe, is what that's what. That's what it was. That's what it was. And Greg, I think the only people in this room are the ones that would remember that show because they are going I back into it. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're in the room. Well, that goes back to the '50s. That's a that's an old show. You know, you're talking about the old, the, the race that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Perry had remind me. I'm I'm the only one that's, that's barely old enough. I think I was, Perry, I think I was seven or eight years old. You would have been seven. And Perry's five years older than me, and there's a whole lot of difference between like a 12, 13-year-old than an eight-year-old or whatever. I mean, I'm not, but there, everybody in Spartanburg, even people that's not old enough really to remember it, everybody remembers that race, especially if they're over about 55 years old. And I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. It just, it just buries uncovered stuff, and you, all you got to do is bring it up, and well, everybody goes talking about it. We can talk about it a little bit right now because uh, I don't want to talk about this background information and take up Gene's time. Exactly. I figured it up. I printed it out right here. I got it in my hand. Do you realize that that night I counted, let me count it again, I think I, I counted nine Hall of Famers that were in the pits or on the track that night. 
That's incredible. You had Richard Petty, Wendell Scott, Ned Jarrett, Kel Yarborough, Buddy Baker, David Pearson, Buck Baker, Cotton Owens, Maurice Petty, and Dale Inman. And I might have left one out. And you know that someday Ray, Ray Fox is going to get in the Hall of Fame. And he was uh, he was the owner and crew chief on Buck Baker's car. So, uh, I mean, that's a... If we, for a 100-mile race at the fairgrounds, that's, that's a pretty good cast. Pretty stout. That's stout. And they may be... I think Perry hit it. I mean, Perry knows all the details so good. But there may be a couple of more I'm thinking about that might be in it. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who else they could be. I'm looking at who would have been a a crew chief or something. I mean, um, Bondi Long's not in the Hall of Fame. He was there with Jarrett. Uh, Hilton would have been there with Ned Jarrett. You know, a lot of people were there, but uh, Leroy Yarborough may get in the Hall of Fame someday. He finished second. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell if any of these other guys... Uh, um, had somebody on their crew or something that would have been in the Hall of Fame or or, or a shoe-in like Ray Fox. He, he'll definitely get in. Oh, no doubt. Um, but it was a hot summer night, June the 26th, 1964. And I'll never forget watching that race. Now, the big thing that was on a lot of people's mind that night was the couple of weeks earlier is when Fireball got hurt at Charlotte. And there's like five or six races here in the period after Fireball's crash and before he passed away. And right. this and this was the last one before he passed away. Okay. And, and um, we had gone to Atlanta. I had gone to Atlanta with Greg's family to the Dixie 400, which was the next big race after Charlotte. See, and back then they called them major races. You'd have a you'd have Charlotte, then you'd have three or four dirt track races, right. and then you'd go in a, another major race, and the next major race was Atlanta. And Ned Jarrett had never won a major race before, and he was still pretty burnt up from rescuing Fireball. Well, he won the race at Atlanta, but being down there with the Moors and me being a twelve year old and my brother running around with Daryl's older brother, uh, Daryl, and um, my brother Smoke, and and Brent was there, of course, and, and Greg. They introduced me to the Jarrett boys, Glenn Jarrett and Dale Jarrett. They were staying in the room right next to us. They, my daddy, Glenn or uh, Dale, I can't remember which one it was, said that my daddy snored so loud that he kept Ned up all night. <laughs> well, oh, Ned, yeah. well, Ned won the race. And daddy, I remember he did snore. He was a loud snorer and we were all crammed in that room together, the four of us. But he said, man, your daddy can snore. He's kept, he kept my daddy up all night. And I said, well, it was a pretty good thing. He won the race. He yeah. ne- he'd never won a major race before. Should have took your dad to more races with him. <laughs> well, next door anyway. Yeah. And um, so at this race, getting to the fairgrounds, which was like a week later or a week or so later, we all watched the race from the back of Budmore's hauler. It was me, Greg, Brent. I know Smoke was there. Daryl was probably in the pits. I don't remember Daryl being there. Brent was there. Uh, a couple of the neighborhood kids. Uh, my cousin Donnie Allen was there. I think Sam Forey was there. And the, and the Jarrett boys, Dale and, and Glenn, sat the, stood there and watched that race from the back of Bud Moore's truck. And, I mean, that was just a heck of a memory that, uh, you know. Y'all hobnobbing with the soon to be famous. Let me tell you what happened at Atlanta. Greg will remember this. We got the matching pennies. And I could not lose. 
and I won 76 cents off of Dale Jarrett <laughs> a penny at a time. And, and that it, was a lot of money back then. And it took a long time to do it. Well, Mama made me give it back. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you can't take that boy's money. Give that money back. And so uh, there might have been some uh, fishy odd man going on there or something. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Because, uh, you know, if you don't yeah. know what's going on at Odd Man, you can't win. What not we pitching? Uh, we pitched pennies, too. We did all of that we, stuff. We was tossing, see who get closest to, to, the, to the line or the yeah. wall or whatever it was. The line of the motel or something. And we were at the nicest motel you could possibly stay at. That wasn't in Jonesboro. Atlanta never was in Atlanta. But at that day and time, that was, that was the Cadillac, really. Well, it, it was right there on 19 and 41. And uh, it was the Atlanta Motel was the name of it. <laughs> and everybody stayed there. And it had a nice swimming pool. And I know y'all stayed there for years. I, I don't think I ever stayed there again. But I, I remember in, uh, later on in life going down that road for one reason or another. Uh, it was still there for a long time. It's probably not now. But uh, anyway, standing on the back of the, the Jarrett's truck. And all I remember is when that race came down to the finish. And it would I, actually... David Pearson was on the pole and led the first 72 laps. And um, I think the rear end went out on his car. Let me see what it says here on my sheet. I remember there's the rear end going out. This says axle, so that's close enough. And um, and then after that, it was Dale, um, Ned Jarrett and Billy Wade swapping the lead back and forth. And they were really going at it. I'm telling you what, Billy Wade was in that big Mercury red and black uh, Marauder. And, of course, uh, Ned was in his... Blue uh, Galaxy, number four. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, number 11, uh, 64 Ford. Wade was in the Bud Moore 64 Mercury. And they just went at it left and right. And uh, it got down towards the end, and Ned took Billy Wade out. This was like 20, 15 or 20 laps to go. Spun him out going into, the, I think it was the fourth turn in, in three and four and and uh, got him up high and took him out, and I think he might have tagged the, tagged the rail a little bit. And the, I don't know how true it is, and I asked Bud Moore about it several times, but when um, he came into pits, the quote I always heard, and this was like the next day, because uh, my daddy was always hanging around Bud Moore's garage, was that uh, Bud Moore tell Billy Wade, you get him if you have to wait on him. And I think Wade lost a couple of laps. But he was, uh, he was, <laughs> he took him up on it. And when they came down the straightaway with about, uh, it must have been 10 laps to go, Wade still hadn't let off. I mean, he went into the side of Jarrett. And I thought he was going to, and we were all looking right at it, standing on the back of Bud Moore's truck. And I thought he was going to take him all the, way out in, all the way out into Bishop Street, which, you know, it's not Bishop Street anymore. I think it's called Fairgrounds Avenue or something. But um, he hit him so hard and both cars started flipping. Mm. And Billy Wade slipped and ended up with the back end uh, sort of up on the infield dirt, you know, perpendicular to the track. Through the wooden fence. No, 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 no. He was on the inside. What? Okay. And, and, but Jarrett hit, was all over that wooden fence and the boards flying everywhere. And he landed uh, on a, when the, where the wooden fence ended, there was a dirt bank. And he was on the side of that dirt bank. And he was trying to get his car going, and I never get seeing sparks flying out from under it. And then the whole infill, which if in my book, Silent Speedways of the Carolinas, there's pictures of the infill running out there to push Billy Wade's car off. He got out and walked around the front, and everybody started yelling for him to get back in. 
And these cars were tore all to pieces. But they, they got them both rolling, or, or Wade got his rolling, and actually drove it back to the pits. The infield pushed him off because my brother ran out there and helped him. But, you know, I never saw the Jarrett boys after that. They took off. I don't know where they went, but they weren't going to be on the back of the truck with the Moore boys and the, and the, and the Spartanburg crowd anymore. And, and I, that was, I, I never spoke to either one of them again, and we were kind of becoming friends. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was 55 years ago this week. Well, you're talking about the, the racetrack at the fairgrounds. Yep. I always thought the luckiest kids in the world were the kids that lived in those houses. On the other side of the wooden fence. Because uh-huh. they could climb up in the oak trees and sit there and watch the race for free. Yep. But their parents didn't care much about it because they had to dust and clean uh-huh. the red dirt off everything. Oh, I used to see car goes, cars go through that wooden fence in sportsman races and hobby races. Come back around. They'd have to come out of that side street off yep. the back stretch. Come back up Howard Street. Come into the on Bishop Street and come in one of the exits or entrances. With a rose bush hanging on the front of the car. I mean, <laughs> I saw that more than our hedge or, or somebody's, you know, flower bed. Or, you know, it was it was just a different time. But that race uh, 55 years ago, Gene Hobby was in it. Um, there's not a whole lot of people that we could get on the show that were in it. Neil Castles was there. I'll go over this a little bit later. But right now, we're going to take a break. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Jeremy Clements. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Hey everyone, this is Tyler Sugar. And I'm Mitch. Join us for Spartanburg's only locally produced morning show, Bump and Run, every weekday morning from 7 to 9. I'll have your overnight scores and updates on the somewhat famous score days. High schools, Carolina, Clemson. We cover sports like nobody else in our area. Bump and Run, weekday mornings at 7 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, 
biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan is having a huge summer savings event. Save in Greer and get up to $11,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2018 Nissan Maxima. Or lease a brand new 2018 Nissan Altima for only $159 a month for 36 months. For 36 months, lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $199 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Kicks for only $199 a month for 36 months. Greer Nissan, where you'll find low payments, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. VIN number JC3, 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it, and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. For everything happening here at the station, download our Fox Sports 1400 app today. Type Fox Sports 1400 to search Google Play or the Apple Store to get started. a good song to bring Jeremy Clements on. Uh, I liked it. I could have uh, let that play a while. I could have too, but I'd rather talk to Jeremy Clements, uh, Xfinity driver, Spartanburg native. Good morning, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. I tell you what, we were uh, sort of scratching our heads to come up with a guest this week, and I said, wait a minute. Xfinity's <laughs> not running, and uh, I don't know if Jeremy's on vacation or not, but we can get in touch with him, and all he can do is tell us he can't make it, so... Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, no problem. I'm glad to be the pitch hitter this weekend. 
Well, 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 you're not a pinch hitter, man. You're you're the show. <laughs> whoever would have not, whoever to come on instead of you would have been the pinch hitter. I can tell you that right now. Oh, well, we're just we're just tickled that we still have you as the banner carrier for racing here in Spartanburg. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely trying to keep it going, and I want to win some more races so we can make Spartanburg proud. Well, Spartanburg's proud anyway, but I tell you what, it did sound pretty good a couple of years ago when you won up there at Road uh, at uh, Road America, and they were saying uh, from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and 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 just bragging on us and bragging on you, and uh, I, that's going to happen again. I, I I got a good feeling you you started out kind of ragged this year at Daytona, and I can tell you right now that we follow you every week. We talk about what you did and where you started. And where you finished, and where you are in the points, and who you got to catch, and who's catching you, or and it's uh, <laughs> you're a big part of this show. Not this week, every week. Exactly right. I mean, well, that's really cool. That's really cool to hear, and I really appreciate all that support. It means a lot to me. And yeah, we definitely started out a little, little ragged for sure. We've gotten better here recently, and getting the cars better and figuring them out. And it's uh, it's tough when you only got you know three or four full time people and really haven't had a full-time crew chief the whole year and i've had a couple guys uh one guy in particular doing it from a truck team uh my friend andrew that he's a he's a crew chief over there so he comes and helps us out on, on the weekends when he can but uh yeah it's just getting about it's just getting the cars better at the shop the speed is built at the shop for sure you got to show up and you got to unload good or or else it's really hard to get your car uh, in the ballpark. Jeremy, I'll tell you what, you are the show locally. That's people like you just carrying a banner. Uh, only thing aggravates us a little bit for that meant for several circumstances, you're supposed to already be in cup, probably don't want yeah. a championship. I mean, we know that. Everybody knows that. But uh, you, you've been number one because, like we all know, Spartanburg one time, I think Perry counted up, we had 19 or something like that. And uh, your granddaddy is a legend. Your daddy makes horsepower unbelievable, and you can drive the heck out of a race car. So, regardless of what you do, it's always good. And we know we we know the rest of the story. No, oh, yeah, that's that's cool to hear too. I mean, I definitely would have thought you know ten years ago looking at at it now, I'd be in Cup for sure. But man, it's tough. It's tougher to get there when you don't have the big dollars behind you, unfortunately. So I've always been looking for that break to drive for a bigger team, you know, but it hasn't happened. And it's it's a shame, honestly, because, uh, you know, I'm sitting around when I should be in Sonoma, uh, you know, at a road course racing for a good team. But just hasn't happened yet. But I know one thing, I haven't given up and... I'll continue fighting for sure, and hopefully that break will come or something will happen. Well, you had a real good race last week, uh, actually, with the twelfth place finish there in Iowa. And uh, there's been, you know, there's a, just about every every week here lately. Your 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 car is easy to spot. I can say that much for it. And uh, and the the, the fifty one car, and and I'm always looking, you know, keeping my eye on you. And and I know a lot of the other fans are too, but You've uh, you're sitting sixteenth in the points right now, and you got to get into the top twelve or, or win a race. And hopefully, uh, I think the win's coming. 
because you got some real good tracks for you coming up. You, you, you run good on the big tracks, and uh, Daytona be coming real soon, and then some of these road courses. Oh, definitely, yeah. We we need to win a race for sure, and we like I said in the shop, the speed is built, and the handling is is done there, and we've just been getting that better, just taking a little bit of time, and. We're really trying hard, but uh, last week at Iowa, we had a good run. We we ran right there with the big teams, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, Scar, uh, Earnhardt, Scar, and uh, RCR. So we were we were just right there with them. We just need a little more speed, but we took that car back. It got back Monday, and then Tuesday it was on a pull down, and we took notes trying to make make it better for next time because we raced there in like a month i think already so that's what it's all about it just takes time to do all that stuff because it it kind of takes you away from getting ready for the next week but we luckily had this weekend off so we could prepare we have 15 straight races coming up so it's gonna be a long long stretch yeah big big stretch and you've got anywhere from daytona to Bristol, to Darlington, to to three road courses in that span. So it's it's a lot. So we're we're trying to be as prepared as we can. And I know there's going to be a long, <laughs> a lot of long nights ahead for sure. Well, Jeremy, we know that the the bigger teams when they go say from Bristol to Daytona, they just pick out another car. But you have yeah. to reset your car just about every week, don't you? Well, honestly, from the road courses to Daytona, it's, it's different cars. We we have those uh, getting ready right now. But, like, for instance, the the Daytona cars, the car we raced at Talladega, unfortunately it got freaking wrecked all the heck there. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Know, with, yeah. with five to go, and, man, we were coming. So I know uh, you were. That was, that, was uh, that, that sucked, really. So it cost us a lot of money and time, and, and that car is literally just, it just got back to our shop yesterday so from getting the body fixed the getting painted getting some all this other stuff fixed so it takes time you know what i mean but and then uh the the cars we really race are from short tracks to mile and a half every week it's just two of them right now so those are the two that we turn around every week and we're running those things to death for sure so uh and then we have a backup we have two backup cars the, which are cars we ran the past couple of years, so uh, we don't really want to run those because those aren't as good. But yeah, looking looking forward, we, we're running the two cars we've been running all year. We're getting those better, and we got the Speedway car. She's she's about fixed, and then we've got a nice new road course car from Ganassi that we never ran. That I'm really looking forward to running. I, I think it'll be really fast, and I, I really can't wait to see what we got with it. We're talking to Jeremy Clements here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start your engines. Greg, you got something there? Well, just in reference, uh, Jeremy's talking about it, a good Daytona car. It don't matter who you are, the rules or anything. To this day, it's hard to get a good Daytona car. And like Jeremy said, they had a good Daytona car. And lots of times, you know, what... what Irritates me until you know, start taking it away and they put it up. But even in this day, to get a car that can run up front and win a race at Daytona, just like he would, the, the, if you lose it, <laughs> you can't reproduce it overnight. 
And yeah, exactly. That's just the way it is. Yeah, it's hard to get those cars built. You put so much time and effort in them. That's, speedway racing to me is one of those love-hate relationships. I love it when we do good and we bring the car <laughs> home in one piece. And, boy, I hate it. <laughs> I do that. Because, dang, it takes so freaking long. to You put so much time and money and effort into a car and then, Somebody just goes and screws up, and you're just in a wreck, and cars tore to hell. So that's like, man, good gosh. And what's the <laughs> bad thing about that is the guy that screws up is usually somebody that doesn't have a vested interest in it, in the car he's sitting in. You know, it's like no, a, no doubt. Uh, it's not come a dime out of his pocket, and and when you wreck one, it's uh, it it can be a bad blow. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the, usually the guys that are wrecking with me. They don't even have to work on those cars. So. Right. <laughs> they don't even care. And then when we go to Daytona here in two weeks, I believe, there'll be cup guys in it, and they they don't care one bit. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not, Part of it. I'm not so wild about the Kyle Busch benefit race every week uh, that no. we had to put up with. But no. I'm looking at the point standings here, and uh, I still see... I still see it showing Ross Chastain, and he's in 13th place now. So, I mean, that ought to be one you ought to be slipping by pretty soon. Yeah, he he should be out of it anyway. Like, once you – he declared points for trucks, so he, he's eliminated from Mardale anyway. Right. Which, but I mean, I don't know so, why yeah. he still shows up there. In fact, uh, he, we'll talk about him a little bit later. He had a, he had a rough week last week, but that's for a, another segment of the show. Jeremy um, – you know, we have Alan Hill on our show every week who uh, is the owner of uh, Danny Tesnier's car and runs real well, you know, uh, real well at Harrison uh, Cherokee Speedway. How did you like running the local tracks around here back when you were running the dirt tracks? Man, I loved it. I mean, it was uh, just thinking back of it, so many good memories. I mean, that's 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 how I got started, and that's how I learned so much, honestly, so... I, I really loved it, and I'm I'm sure I'll be back there one day. Uh, just I just can't do both at the same time with the same team and same money. So right. People ask me all the time, "Why don't you race dirt too?" Well, if you want to put give me some money or put me with a team that can race here and there with me, I'd love to do it. So it's just it's hard to again just to to do that too to do both of them uh, same stuff, but. I think uh, dirt racing is some of the best racing Absolutely. You know, around. You don't see sure. empty seats there too much. No, um, what no I, I agree. What track did you like around here? I like Cherokee, of course, because that was my first track that I went to in a race car, you know, when I was 12 or 13 and won some big races there. And it was a half mile at that time. And then I, I loved it for that because it was so fast and, I uh, got to race against, you know, legends like Duval, Ricky Weeks, Jeff Cook, and Rambo, all those guys. Mm. And I, I, like I said, I learned so much from them. So I really enjoyed that experience racing with those guys and thinking back to that. And uh, Thunder Valley, I like that place. Those were two local tracks I really liked a lot. Jeremy, um, I went to Spartan High. Ronnie went to Dorm. I uh, went to Burns, and uh, Greg went to Spartan High. You're a Dorman guy, right? Yeah, Dorman. Do you, uh, you ever get back over there or anything? Just uh, just to wave at the your old school. I, I mean, I know it's not where it used to be when you went there. I, I think there's a, a 
a Home Depot where you went to school. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah. do you, you ever have any thoughts about Dorman? We got an awful lot of listeners here, you know, that, um, you know, Dorman, Spartanburg, Burns, Boiling Springs, we're all in this thing together. Yeah, I went there a few years ago and did a little appearance, but it's, it's been a long time, so it's, it's probably definitely time to do another one if, if they ever want that again. And, uh, you know, some, you get different, deals from different schools wanting you to come and do career day and stuff like that and I, sometimes it just don't fit the schedule especially when we're in the middle of this this growing season and uh we're gonna get a few weeks off each year uh till end the season so uh, but yeah i'd love to go back to dorman and, and talk and see everybody and uh that school is, is so impressive and yeah it i did is. get to go to the, the last year there uh of my uh yeah, twelfth grade. That was it for me there. So, the the three years before that, I went to the old school. So I I got to experience both of them, which was cool. Oh, that was good. That's fantastic. Well, now before we, we are closing in on the end of the segment, but before we do that, we talk about you always wanting more sponsors and stuff like that. But but tell the listeners who are some of your sponsors right now. Yeah, so uh, we've had some some longtime supporters, uh, RepairableVehicles dot com. They've Brad and his family's been very good to us over the years. All South Electric, they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, BRT Extrusions and Oak Carolina Driveline, they're right there in Spartanburg. Right. Elite Towing, they, boy, they run our cars up and down the road all the time. Oh, my gosh. They save us so much time and money. Can't thank uh, Jamie and those guys so much for all that they do for us. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, we need we need some more supporters to make this deal even better um, because it it takes a lot to do it. Now, how much would you charge me and Ronnie and Greg to put a little uh, uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg decal on there someplace? Maybe no, I would. Oh, one of the headlight covers or something. <laughs> but what we, Jeremy, what we've talked about, and this is serious. If me and Barry and Ronnie, it, you know, the group here that's, that's been here for a long time, if we any way we could come up, beg, borrow or anything enough to even do what you're saying because we wouldn't dare ask you to put anything on there for nothing. I would. Uh, we, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> basically I would too, but... but no, I know what you're saying. But, you know, nobody... I mean, we... We want to help. We want to help. If, That's very nice, you guys. Yeah, I mean, see, like, I don't know, I did this podcast the other day with somebody, I don't remember who, but uh, anyway, I was saying to him that, like, Okay, instead of us spending, you know, three or four hundred thousand a year in sponsorship money we get to reach that next level, like we're racing right there with the big teams and we can beat, you know, a few of them here and there. And depending on what track, of course, too. Like last, I just keep using last weekend as an example. We, we could run right there with them, beat a few of them to, to run and, and get well off into there into the top 10 uh you're gonna need to spend a million to two million dollars it's it's that big of a gap you know what i mean well i'm telling you jeremy you drive a camaro and it doesn't look all that big but you got spartanburg and you got everybody in this car in there right in this room in the studio riding with you every week and uh man you don't have bigger supporters than than Start Your Engines and Fox Sports Spartanburg and the whole community. And we just, we love having you on the show. I know you're busy. And thanks for squeezing us in this morning. 
Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys so much for having me, and I really appreciate your support. And I'm going to battle like hell to win some more races of, of coming up. We race Chicago Land next weekend, Saturday, and then Daytona the weekend after that on Friday night. And Daytona is one that's going to be, we're either going to win that sucker or we're going to crash like hell. So uh, well, we'll I hope it's all the, we got. I hope it's the former, <laughs> and, uh, not the latter. Yeah, and make make everybody proud, and thank you again for having me. Well, thank you, Jeremy Clements. Appreciate it so much. That's Jeremy Clements from uh, right here in Spartanburg, and we're going to take a break right now. Jeremy, I, I, I meant to tell him before he got away there, if he, not if, when he wins a race, he's got to come on the show whether he's got time to do it or not. <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay, we're going to take another break right now and come back. You're listening, and we'll have uh, actually come back with Nelson Crozier. So. We'll be back. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studio. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Lined in the gap to right center to the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. Did he catch that ball? He did. Swing and a miss. He got it. Swung on. Line drive. Base hit at the wall. He looks up. It's gone. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan is having a huge summer savings event. Save in Greer and get up to $11,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2018 Nissan Maxima. Or lease a brand new 2018 Nissan Altima for only $159 a month for 36 months. For 36 months, lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $199 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Kicks for only $199 a month for 36 months. Greer Nissan, where you'll find low payments, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number JC3, 986 Summertime is almost here, and that means it's time to get those swimming pools ready for summertime fun. Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips and Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips and Long also offers professional pool service. If you are too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips and Long today at 461-8511, like them on Facebook, or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. 
Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan is having a huge summer savings event. Save in Greer and get up to $11,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2018 Nissan Maxima. Or lease a brand new 2018 Nissan Altima for only $159 a month for 36 months. For 36 months, lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $199 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Kicks for only $199 a month for 36 months. Greer Nissan, where you'll find low payments, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number KC338-86 MSRP3816. VIN number KC238-524. Selling price 24054. Zero security deposit. VIN KC816-410. Selling price 25764. Zero security deposit. VIN KL514-765. Selling price 19609. Zero security deposit. Leases with 3995 due at signing. All prices plus tax title taxes. Offer includes 399 closing fee with approved credit. F45 Training, the world's fastest-growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts, which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And good morning, Nelson. How are you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. Beautiful day, uh, both in California and in the Carolinas. Well, which one are you in? I'm in Carolina. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, either that or uh, I tell you what, it would be uh, pretty early in the morning out there, but we're glad to have you on the show, Nelson. And as always, you uh, nothing much to report on the Cup from last week since they had the week off, but uh, give me your take on what happened with the trucks last week. Uh Tempers Flare, uh, you know, was the uh, penalty justified? I think the second hit in the door is what, uh, you know, uh, precipitated the penalty. Yeah, well, I, well, you, you, you've got a, a two-pronged thing here with the, the first, uh, the action in the race that resulted in Johnny Sauter getting uh, parked for a week. 
And then uh, disqualification after the race, which was, I guess, NASCAR's first chance to show how they're going to handle uh, failing inspection if you're a winner. Right, and I think that was the biggest story of the weekend. Uh, and it's not a warning for the Xfinity and Cup cars. Uh, you know, the first time in over 20 years or more that they had disqualified a winner. And, and well, I mean, exactly what happened there. I, the car, the truck... They allow you to uh, lose a little bit of, of what height? It was the front height. Is that, is that what it was? Like from the the front spoiler or what? Uh, the splitter or whatever they call it to the ground, and you you they give you a little bit of a chance to to be lower than inspection. But he was like way low. Well, you know, uh, pretty much they're low to the ground to start with. So how much lower? Uh, you uh, can you make it in the race uh, without having a mechanical failure? And but they give you like a chance. I, I thought it was interesting. They said they give you a chance to take it off the the rack or whatever it's on and, and roll it around or something and come back and try it again. I mean, it's I, I don't see how anything's going to change unless somebody slips in there and changes it. Well, you know, if you have something loose and you shake the truck, you know, a lot of times you can change. Uh, you know, the ride height or, or the, uh, you know, the position on it. Uh, sometimes they'll go on and, you know, they'll turn the steering wheel back and forth and, you know, they can gain a half inch. Well, um, they didn't gain enough. <laughs> you no. know, Perry, uh, I, I'm trying to think, Nelson, I'm just trying to think, Perry, does, does mean you got, like, literally brand new Mustangs first, but don't they both have splitters on them? Mine and yours both? Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like Nelson said, they sold low to the ground with the splitter. I mean, we knew in the went on years ago, but me and Perry, whether it's in his car or my car, it don't miss. It misses about everything. You pull up to any sidewalk or anything, and it almost touches. I mean, it's incredible how we ain't not front end off either one of them, but we don't because it, it's as low as you can get it. That's, you know, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, that, and, you know, with, with the cup cars, the spurters right down the racetrack, half the time it's dragging, and they've got to put a, uh, you know, a space for a packer in to get it up off the track when it hits a bump. So, uh, you know, something like that, I didn't feel was a disqualification. Uh, you know, if it's an oversized engine or, uh, you know, left side tires on the right, uh, you know, something like that, yes, disqualified. But Blatant cheating. I think it was overshot. Yeah. Um, well, you, and for our listeners, uh, Ross Chastain took the checkered flag, and he was the one that was ultimately disqualified, and uh, the win went to Brett Moffitt. Now, Ross Chastain is the one that uh, uh, had moved over from Xfinity and was going and is, uh, you know, changing his... Uh, you know, the series that he's going for the championship in. So uh, this was, uh, you know, it would have really justified him moving over, and, except for the fact that he got disqualified. And I know Brett Moffat, I read where he said that he was in the truck having a couple of beers and was actually, he might have even been on the way to the airport when um, he found out that he was the winner of the race. And the other thing that happened was with um, Austin Hill and Johnny Souter during the race. Hill, he, uh, I, I guess he got... Uh, hit by, maybe I've got this backwards now, he got hit by Souter during the race or, or moved him over 
And then when they came back uh, later on in the race, Souter moved Hill back over. And then something under the caution flag, Souter just flat out T-boned him. And that was, uh, you know, NASCAR took a dim view of that because I guess theoretically uh, there could have been safety workers on the track or something or the uh, or taking out, you know, some trucks that, get, you know, were just innocent bystanders. Right. I think, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, precipitated the penalty there, not the fact that he spun him, but after he spun him, he drove into the driver's door. Yeah, and, and kept his foot in the gas, it looked like to me. I mean, he was he was right. making a point. So, uh, all right, Nelson, well, that's so much for the trucks. Now, we just had Jeremy Clements on, and he, he was kind enough to tell us how the Xfinity is going for him. And now we're out to Sonoma, out in California, where, uh, you know, really, uh, I remember in the days not that long ago when you used to get a road course ringer or something, but they don't use road course ringers anymore. These guys are good enough to, that they've, uh, they're as good as the road course ringers used to be. They don't do that anymore. Well, it's uh, it's possible the drivers are good on the road course, but the main thing is the cars are so much better on the road course. Yeah, and... You know, Ricky Wright excelled because he was a good hero-toe shifter. Uh, you know, and he was so smooth. Nowadays, you don't have to use the clutch with these car-cure transmissions. You just shove it in the next gear or drop it down in. You might have to just tap the, uh, the clutch a little bit, but... You know, no pushing across the floor and shifting. Yeah, no doubt about it, Nelson. If you remember, um, Ricky, Ricky Rudd and these people, as soon as we put a Jericho in it, and we were, if you remember, we were one of the first team to do that. And I think with Watkins Glen and Ricky Rudd, after about two laps, come in, I said, Ricky, how you like that transmission? He said, well, this thing, Gregor, you could drive it, which I did the complete joke. But that's the difference it made. But Ricky Rudd still had the rhythm of the clutch, and that rhythm... And that meant a lot back then. I mean, Jeff Odin go around road course. But, but you had to just everything. The driver had to hang it out, know what he was doing. And uh, while he done back, we gave that race away about five times that day. But you're exactly right. Before we uh, get away here and we're coming up against a hard break at the top of the hour, let's get our picks in and see if uh, this panel of experts can come up with one winner. Um, Nelson, go ahead. Pick one. Out on the limb again, uh, Clint Boyer in the 14 car. Well, he's proven he can run on a road course. Uh, Greg, you take a shot at it. I'm just trying to think. Well, what, what's the guy that... Well, we, we, we're running up against okay, the break yeah, here. The, the guy that we always pick, that, that it's like he's always a threat. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Uh, we got so many names and stuff. But uh, uh, Pick somebody. Okay. Ronnie, who you want? All right, he wants uh, Kyle Busch, and I guess I'll take uh, I'll take Keselowski. What about you, uh, Alan? Alan Hill has joined us now. I'll take the forty-two car. He's going to take Lee Petty. And uh, all right, Greg, well, you I, had a minute I to think about it. I want the, the, <laughs> the four car. That well, you know what I'm talking about. Don't, yep. You know Harvick, Harvick, Kevin Harvick. All right, then. Well, Nelson, uh, I don't know. I don't know how. Five people with the brains that we have combined can't pick a winner, but we'll see if we do it again this week. Nelson, you uh, take care of yourself, and uh, you sound great. Look forward to talking to you. Well, actually, 
I won't be talking to you next week because I'm going on vacation and Ronnie won't be here. So you'll be talking to Alan and uh, Greg and um, keep them straight. In fact, if you want to come into the studio and run the show, you can do that too. Okay, next week is Chicago and this afternoon, 3 o'clock is cup qualifying. Uh, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon is a cup race. Okay, thank you, Nelson. We appreciate you coming on as always. That's Nelson okay. Crozier. Thank you, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Nelson Crozier who... Uh, what do you know about him? He's the smartest man I know. There you go. And so we're going to uh, take a break right here and come back after the top of the hour. We got a uh, Allen's in here alone this morning. He doesn't have his little furry friend on his back. So you're uh, you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg on from the Beacon Driving Studios. Spartanburg's radio home for University of South Carolina basketball is Fox Sports 1400 WSTG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories for 68 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan is having a huge summer savings event. Save in Greer and get up to $11,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2018 Nissan Maxima. Or lease a brand new 2018 Nissan Altima for only $159 a month for 36 months. For 36 months, lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $199 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Kicks for only $199 a month for 36 months. Greer Nissan, where you'll find low payments, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number KC3, 9886 Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets. 
to build wealth and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and around the world on the internet and the Listen In app and all that other stuff that I don't have or understand very well. (laughs) But uh, we are really tickled to death to have on the show right now a gentleman, and we've been talking about this, what I consider one of the greatest races I've ever seen in my life. That was 55 years ago this week. That was on uh, June 26, 1964 at the Spartanburg Fairgrounds. A gentleman who had a blue Dodge that night, number 99, as I call him Gene Gene, the racing marine, Mr. Gene Hobby. Good morning, Gene. Hey, hey, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. How well do you remember? I mean, that was a long time ago, and I was 12 years old, so maybe I wasn't old enough to remember it all that well, and... Greg was five. He's even a, a, or Greg was seven. He has a little trouble remembering it as well. But how well do you remember that hot night in Spartanburg? Well, I was about, I was about 27 years old. I had just started racing. And uh, it was a book of bear down there that night. Boy, I tell you right now, oh, oh, uh, Ned and that guy got together. Boy, I tell you right now, they, they raced the whole race looked like. They get to come around me one on one side, one on the other, you know. <laughs> he remembers he liked it. to wreck me in a turn and all this stuff. Boy, it was it was it was just tight racing. Well, I know that you, you had good luck. Uh, we'll get back to it in a second. But you, had, Spartanburg, was a good track for you. You uh, finished eighth that night in what amounted to a demolition derby, and um, and then in nineteen sixty five, the race that Ned Jarrett won by I think fourteen laps uh, over GC Spencer. You were fourth that day. 
Yeah, yeah, I was fourth, and uh, that was that, that was a good time. I, that, that, that was the first car on that, it was the first race on that uh, six four Dodge. I got it from uh, bought it from Buddy Harrington, which he had two cars that he ran that year too, and uh, he had bought both his cars from Cotton Owens. Right, that's what Cotton Owens did. Well, it was one of David Pearson cars. Right. Well, let's get back to the '64 race. And um, actually, you were in a '62 Dodge that night, and and that yeah, and that, yeah. that car had a previous, uh, pretty famous owner. Yeah, Larry, Larry Thomas. Yeah, Larry Thomas, of course, who we lost in a highway accident. But uh, uh, it was he, tragic. It was. You and Larry were good friends. You spent a lot of time up there, and kind of actually, see, uh, his home in Trinity is not about a. Uh, I was drive from Apex right south of Raleigh here where I live and uh, I'd go up there and on the weekend and have him uh, he had a, about a four car four big uh, garage up there and he had all kinds he had a, a racing factory in there about Dodge Farts and all well you know as a matter of fact Larry started ninth and finished 15th that night you started 16th and finished 8th so uh I, I think yeah. may, I think maybe Larry was in the wrong. He sold you the wrong car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did the same thing in Chattanooga. I did a red room tenth place in Chattanooga, and uh, and uh, after the race, we were all talking. And Larry said, "Gee, where'd you finish? I finished, I finished tenth place, and he finished about twelfth or fourteenth. He said, on oh, my car too." At <laughs> <laughs> one thing, Mister Mister Hobby, his memory is fantastic. Uh, I, I saw one picture the first time I, I met him after many years was thanks to Perry carrying me to a Hillsboro or a bunch of places Perry introduced me to. And as soon as I saw a picture of uh, of Mr. Hobby when he was young, it was like I was just, everything come right back. I, I remembered the face, everything, because I was so little. And oh. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you, like were, you were I handsome was, and, and was fantastic. Yeah. Um, let me let me run down. There were twenty one cars in that race that night, um, and here's here's the way they finished: Richard Petty won it, Leroy Yarborough second, Doug Cooper was third, Wendell Scott was fourth, Ned finished fifth, and Billy Wade was sixth with their beat up cars. Yeah, right, right. Kale Yarborough was seventh. You were eighth, right behind Kale and just ahead of Crawfish Crider. Tenth was um, E. J. Trevitt. Our buddy Neil Castles was 11th. Buddy Baker, who was involved in a grinding double flip in the second turn with um, J.T. Putney, who uh, they squared off a couple of times. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah, I had just passed it. For some reason, I passed both of them on the front stretch over there and got in turn two. And as I go down the back stretch, I looked through the rear view mirror, and I saw both cars. One went out through the, uh, the right side of the track in the woods and never come on the infield. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was they finished twelfth and thirteenth. Buddy Arrington was fourteenth. Larry Thomas fifteenth. David Pearson, who led the first seventy-two laps before his axle broke, was sixteenth. Buck Baker, driving for Ray Fox, was seventeenth. Worth McMillan, old friend of ours, uh, passed on now, was eighteenth. A local Spartanburg driver who had a good start, Elmo Henderson, was nineteenth. Jimmy Helms was 20th, driving one of Buck's old Chryslers, and last was Rodney Bottinger in one of uh, Crawfish Crider's cars. But that was, um, I figured it up earlier, uh, 
um, Gene, that off the top of my memory, counting drivers and crew chiefs and and car owners, that there were eleven Hall of Famers in the pits that night at Spartanburg, and that's uh, that's a pretty good, yeah, pretty good cast absolutely, of characters. Absolutely, yeah, that was good. That was a good, dirt, nice dirt track. Well, that was a it's, it's a race I'll never forget, and I like to write about it, and I bring it up all the time. And uh, yeah, uh, I yeah, love having you on the show because you were in it. The Booga Bear. Yeah, you um, actually now. You were talking about the 64 Dodge you bought from uh, Buddy Arrington, who had bought it from Cotton. You, uh, and we've touched on this before, but it's been a while. You, uh, unfortunately, kind of made a big name for yourself with that car at Hillsboro. In the first three races of 1965, you had the fourth at Spartanburg. That was your first race of the year. Uh, You had like a 12th, I think, at... um, Rich, Asheville, Weaverville. Asheville, and then you had another real good finish at uh, at, Richmond. At, at Richmond. And so, I mean, you, I think a sixth. So you were like... Yeah, sixth place, yeah. You were probably in, in the top, you know, between fifth and tenth or somewhere like that in the point standings. You were, uh, you had a great start till you got to Hillsboro. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was everybody, everybody geared for... Hillsboro, because they knew that was a monster up there, you know, and you could run 120 miles an hour on both stretches. That was a one-mile dirt track. I mean, that was yeah, a big yeah. mother. Yeah. Well, tell us what happened when you tried to keep up with Junior Johnson when he went by you. <laughs> well, well, uh, he did let me about the halfway, about, on about the 40th lap or something like that, and I was running right behind him for four or five laps, and I think this happened on the forty seventh lap because my wife was keeping score and uh and two lap about a lap or two before at the wreck I was running with you know, trying to keep up with Junior and I brushed the I brushed the the dirt bank coming out of number four, you know, with my right rear quarter panel. I said, Gee whiz, I better slow down I said and then I got on, you know, went up there, and three or four laps later, uh, my, my right front went down, right, right, right before the grandstand. And, boy, I mean, I hit the bank over there, and it went end-over-end once and rolled about three times in front of the grandstand. And it landed on the, it landed on the wheels, you know, right, right, up, right up the fence, you know, and people hanging all in the fence looking over in the car, you know. And, and the first thing I did was cut the ignition off, you know, because that's a full tank of gas. <laughs> I tell you what, and and uh, Gene, uh, when we did the book on independence, and uh, Gene's got a great chapter in there. Tell him about the uh, about the marks on the inside of the roof of your car. <laughs> oh well, that that, that was it. yeah, that was the Hillsboro. Right, that was, that was in the same wreck. Huh? That was in the wreck, right? When where you you had that blue helmet on, and it made all those zigzaggy marks on the, in the yeah, on the inside yeah. of the roof of that your car. Yeah. Where your, uh, your head was banging week, I was, off. I was I was uh, making repairs to my car, you know, and 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 I had to be in the driver's seat, and I looked up on, you know, your your helmet's about six or eight inches from the top of the car, and said they got the liners out of the of the car, and it's nothing middle up there, and I had my car painted white up there, you know, and I had I had. Listen, I, I couldn't believe it. I had zigzag, blue zigzag marks all over the top of that car. From your helmet hitting it while you were flipping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and that, that's how four of them seatbelts stretched. And that was the first year that they made 
Kyoto Orange is uh, mandatory. Right, and that was uh, because the Weatherly's wreck out in Riverside. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, after you got through with the cup race, and you raced a couple of more years, and I, well, uh, to finish that story, you had that car. You got a lot of people, everybody up in your area, part of the North Carolina, part of that part of the country, your owner, I think his name was Emmy Whitmore. Everybody yeah, sort of right. pitched in and got you going again, and you were back, what, uh, 30 days yeah. later or something like that at Martinsville with a, with a repaired car, right? Yeah, well, I, I didn't miss it one race, and that was Wilkesboro, and then we got to Hillsboro, and went to went to uh, uh, Martinsville, yeah, and uh, and we worked on the car all night long in, in Whitmore's garage up there in Henderson, and he, he slept he slept in one of his cars in in the front seat in the show front. In the showroom, so he was a, all night working on the car. We left there at four o'clock in the morning going to Miller Martinsville. That he was a new car dealer, and but didn't I? I think it's fascinating where you got the body for your for your '64 Dodge. Oh yeah, Jack Cashman, who had the, the hell driver. He was he drove the fairgrounds, you know, that fall. Yeah, and and I hadn't come to Raleigh from Henderson. I was even in Henderson for about two years. That's where I started racing, and. uh I came to Raleigh after some parts or something one day and, and came by a service station on Capitol Boulevard there and saw a, a, a 64 Dodge parked out there beside the station, you know, had mud all over, you know, we had run the fairground with over there. And uh, I went and talked to him and I bought that car for, for like $200. Mm. And took it to Henderson and uh, put it toe to toe. And I tell you right now, the only thing stuck about that car was the body. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, there's not that well, much stock had, anymore. <laughs> it had, it had uh, uh, suspension parts as big as your arm and all this stuff. <laughs> Damn person. I mean, uh, the uh, front, end, front end parts and all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Gene, now, after you got through with your cup career, where I was going, well, Grand National career, uh, you, you you still ran a good bit. I know you said you ran some outlaw races, but you ran, uh, you got into the, uh, was it called the Baby Grand Division then? I mean, they yeah, were racing yeah. at Daytona I, yeah, on I the big trucks. I was racing around the Carolinas, and then, then uh, I got hooked up with a, a boy up in uh, uh, Rock Hill, and uh, he had two. Dash cars. Daytona Dash, that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, it was Daytona Dash then. And then, uh, and I ran, ran one for him the rest of the year. Uh, and finally, they said, you just keep it at your house and, and we'll see you at the racetrack, you know. That's what I did. And how long did you do that? I mean, you did uh, that. For, for about a year. But you, you, and, you, then, you and then I, I got with a guy uh, over in Raleigh. He had, He's pretty well off, you know, and he was interested. We got him in in race and took him to a couple of races, and, and he bought one of the cars from uh, uh, John down in uh, where I was racing that car from. Right, and uh, and he bought one of the cars. He bought a J two Pontiac, a Pontiac uh, race car, and we raced that. You know, when they they Daytona with that. Yeah. We're talking to Gene Hobby, who uh, 
Grand National driver from the 60s and uh, just got some great stories and was in that famous race at the fairgrounds that I'm so fond of. And anybody that was there, I'll never forget, on June 26, 1964. Uh, Gene, in a couple of minutes we have left, uh, I know you had some hard luck with a, with a tree falling on your house and all this other stuff that happened to you. And it was so great to see you at uh, Memorial Day or, you know, that weekend up there in Charlotte getting around. You look like the old Gene Hobby to me. Yeah, well, that, that tree fell on the house about uh, three or four years ago, and they rebuilt the whole living area where my flat place was and all this stuff, you know, new raptors, new everything, you know. Man, so, and you'd been and, sitting and, there in your, in your easy chair right before that happened, right? Well, well, no, I, <laughs> it was about six o'clock, and, and it was still dark, and since my feet hit the floor, the whole house shook. I said, what in the world is going on? Is it, is we got attacked by the Russians or what? And I <laughs> run through my door to the bedroom, and, and all I could see in the, in the living area was, was sheet rock and, 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 uh, and insulation falling. It looked like a snow, snowball fire in there. And I, I swear, I mean, it made a mess. i tell you what. Well, maybe I'm just embellishing it a little bit. I, it's a good enough story without me saying that you were sitting there in your easy chair and got up in the well, tree well, head. But I, I tell you, like I say, uh, my feet hit the floor, and the first thing I do is open the door and come in and get in my get in my recliner right under the big beam that fell. Yeah, well, maybe that's where I got it from. But about two, it would have been about maybe three seconds later. I'd have been sitting right here in this chair. Well, that's close enough for me. I tell you, Gene, you. Uh, we love talking to you. I haven't had you on in a while. We'll do this more often. Gene, as I said, was in a, a sniper in the United States Marine Corps. And when my son joined the Marine Corps close to three years ago, he's um, he's at Camp Lejeune. And I, I got him hooked up one day on the phone, and Gene gave him a couple of gave him a couple of tips on how to handle himself in the Marine Corps. And I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it was... Uh... Once a Marine, you're always a Marine boy, i tell you that right now. That, yeah, I'm telling you, I, my uncle was in the Marines in the Second World War, and he got hit on in the Guam invasion, but it, it, it made a big dent in his leg, you know, but he, he survived it. And, uh, uh, and I, I, I was going in the Marine. I went two years in East Carolina at a university, and uh, I said, well, they're, they're drafted, and they're going to get me. You know, get some officers out of here. So I said, I'm going to join. So I interviewed with all the branches up here in my, at APEC. And my uncle, where was in the Marine Corps, he lived over here in APEC. And I, I, I interviewed with all the world. And one day, when I finally, finally signed on the dotted line, I wrote to my uncle's house and, and told him, I said, Well, Leroy, so I just, just signed, a, signed my autograph on some. Uh, on a network, uh, national network, and uh, he said, well, what? And I kept talking, and we said, what did you join? He said, I joined the Marine Corps. He said, God, the mighty note. He said, if you had to join the Marine Corps, I whipped your penny right here on the doorstep. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Gene, we appreciate your service, as we do with all our all our veterans, and uh, uh, just great to have you on the show. You sound fantastic. You sound a whole lot better than... Uh, uh, most people your age and 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 a um, lot better than me and Greg actually. So uh, thank a you. A lot so- better than me. <laughs> well, I'll be the big eighty-two in in October. You don't sound eighty-two. I can tell you that. Of course, me and me and, 
uh, Evil Knievel was born the same day. Well, you, uh, you October seventeenth, you know. You held up and a lot better than he in, did. I was born in thirty seven. He was born in thirty eight. So, so you know, I told him everything you knew. Well, there you go. When you tried to prove it, that dad Hillsborough. <laughs> All right, Gene. We appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you so much for your recollections of that that night in Spartanburg. And uh, you take care of yourself. And move. Right, Barry, you, 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 you've done a lot for NASCAR. You've done a lot for independent race. So I tell you that right now. I'm serious. Well, thank you've you. Done a lot for us. Thank you. I, I can't do enough, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. And we'll talk again later. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Your list, that that was Gene Hobby. What a great guy Gene is. I love having him on the show. And he's a... Uh, Hopefully he's going to be in Mayberry. Oh, if he's able to walk, he'll be in Mayberry. I can tell you that right now. But we're going to take a break right now. We got Alan Hill is going to tell us what happened last week and what he did with that monkey. And we're listening... Uh, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. <laughs> Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I flat tie. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I flat tie. 
Bye. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan is having a huge summer savings event. Save in Greer and get up to $11,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2018 Nissan Maxima or lease a brand new 2018 Nissan Altima for only $159 a month for 36 months. For 36 months, lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $199 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Kicks for only $199 a month for 36 months. Greer Nissan, where you'll find low payments, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number JC3, 986 MSRP, 3816. VIN number KC238, 524. Selling price 24054. Zero security deposit. VIN KC816, 410. Selling price 25764. Zero security deposit. VIN KL514, 765. Selling price 19609. Zero security deposit. Leases with 3995 due at signing. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offer includes 399 closing fee with approved credit. Like staying up a little later than the missus? Maybe you're counting sheep number 98 or even number 3. Well, no worries. We're up late with you. Join me, KB, for Up Late with KB. Weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Oh, I could hide the wind of the bluebird as she sings. Oh, thank you, monkeys. Speaking of monkeys, now that's what you call good timing. A song by the monkeys. And uh, here's a gentleman who's had a monkey companion for way too long, but he's got rid of him last week. Alan Hill's going to tell us what's going on locally and tell us what happened last week at Harris. Well, last week at Harris, we was off from uh, Gaffney Speedway, so we ventured up there to Harris Speedway. We had, they had 101 cars up there at Harris. Holy cow. Yep. Had a good field of cars up there. Had a good field of limited sportsman cars up there. And somehow or another, we messed around and got to start on the front row and led from start to finish, which I didn't really watch the race. I just sat in the trailer, and I said, well, it's going to be what it's going to be after, you know, the way we've been running here lately. So, but we messed around and won the race. We had uh, Coke Gilliam. He come down here from Carolina Speedway, drove a real good race, had a real good race. As a matter of fact, about three or four laps, he was up beside Danny on the, coming off the second turn, but... Danny knew right fast that we started off with a little bit harder tires than what this boy did. And Danny said, well, if I can just hold him off for about five laps, I'll start stretching it on out from then on. But I'd like to thank everybody up there at Harris Speedway. Uh, they called. Uh, they had a bad wreck in the race before us. And don't get me wrong, the boy had to go to the hospital. And when you've only got one ambulance at the racetrack, they cannot start the race until they get another ambulance there, which is a good thing. But... It kind of stretched the deal out, but the uh, track owner, he called and apologized to Danny on Sunday afternoon for being so late and stuff like that. But that's just the way things are going to be. At the well, how's the guy? Is he okay? Yeah, guy's going guy's to be okay. But right. he, he just got shook up pretty bad down there in third and fourth turn. But uh, we messed around and won up there. And uh, Thunder Bomber, Ronnie O'Sullivan. One in Thunder Bomber, Young Guns, went to Austin Brown, one of our guests here about yep. seven weeks ago. Pierce Stott went to Showtime, Nathan Pierce. Like to thank, like I say, like to thank everybody up there. Like to thank the announcer. And announcer mentioned after the race, he said, uh, car owner and, you know, Alan Hill, you can listen to him on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
every Saturday morning and uh, give you a complete rundown on all race local racing and like to throw a shout out to him there because uh, I listened to him because I couldn't watch the race after the way our <laughs> way our troubles have been going the last few weeks up there. Well, uh, Alan's going to run the show next week, by the way. I, I'm, Ronnie and I will be on vacation. Alex Smith is going to run the board for us here and do a really good job compared to me. And Alan and Greg are going to host the show, and uh, you do what you want to. Okay. If I, you want to bring I, the Harris guy on and let him, uh, you just have at it. I may bring some Harris people on here. I may bring some Gaffney people on here. But we're going to get into a lot of local racing next week on the show. and uh, It's going to be a good one. Hopefully, it'll be a real good show about y'all, and I'm going to miss y'all. Well, I'll check the podcast out. He'll have it on the air uh by later Saturday afternoon, but uh, go ahead with your with your stuff here. You got a All he's right. got his whole legal pad filled up yeah. here. Uh, last night they rushed at uh, Carolina Speedway in Super Street up there. First place went to Cade Langley. Second place went to Andy Blackwood. Third went to Steve Tothro. Renegade went to Travis Mosley. Second went to Andy Blackwood. Third went to Paul Irby. And just for y'all to know that I've done said Andy Blackwood twice. A lot of these boys would jump from one car and out of one car and uh, jump over into another car and run two divisions in these races. Pro 4 went to Sparks Paris. Casey Towell was second. Randy Weaver was third. Mid-East Modifieds went to Jesse Rocket. That's a good name for a race car. Driver. Real good name. <laughs> uh, second place went to Tyler Love. Third went to Zachary Tate. Carolina Sprints up there, Jake McLavin. Second place, Lance Moss. Third place, Tucker Nix. Thunder Bomber Division, Dylan Lacey, Cade Langley, Steve Green. And the Hornets went to Jonathan Surratt. Second place, Brad McManus. And third, Brandon Spangler. Now, I don't think I'm familiar with the Hornets. Hornets is, uh, that's what we call it. Cherokee Speedway, the front-wheel drive class. Okay. And if you watch these boys drive these front-wheel drive classes, when you got front wheels uh, pull off on these cars, some of these old boys just run her off down into the first turn, and they got a set of handbrakes that locks up the rear tires. (laughs) 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 And they don't have no locking device on them. They'll just take them rear brakes and lock them up right fast and throw them right back down. Well, that sounds like you got to be unreal. That sounds pretty busy. Kind of like, uh, kind of like a little bit of like, like road racing. Yeah. Uh, this road course, you know, over here in California, I was watching, uh, watching practice last night. And since we didn't go to the race and nothing like that, but they did have a race over at Travers Wrist, and I'll get to theirs in a minute. But uh, they've changed that course up just a little bit over there. It's Sonoma. The Sonoma again yeah. for yeah. the better or for the worse? Uh, uh, they was having a little problem with it. Well, good. Especially the 18 car. He was having a little trouble getting around it. But. All right. Because it used to be a heck when they had the corkscrew and all that stuff. And yep. they took that out and cleaned it up. But I, I'm, I hope they've made it difficult again. Yes, it's, it's going to be a little difficult. Yep. It'll be a good, be a good race. All right. Travis Rest Speedway. We had Thunder Bomber B, Ronnie O'Sullivan. Ronnie O'Sullivan won last week up here at Harrison Thunder Bomber. So uh, I think he'll be moving on up here to Thunder Bomber A Division here before long because this Thunder Bomber D B Division is for after you win so many races, you got to move on up. So Ronnie O'Sullivan, he should be moving up. Jason Edmonds, Luke Doggett was third. Sika Crate Sportsman, first place, Andy Madison. Second place, Timmy Smith. Third place, 
J.R. Johnson, Pure Stock, went to Kevin Nations, second place, Danny Sexton, third place, Jason McGrew, 602 Crate Late Models, Brian Gumbles, first place, Steph Speed was second place, Front Wheel Drive Class, Joe Crawwell, first place, second place, Chris Coggins, third place, Danny Tollison. Over here to the Renegade Stock 8, and uh, I heard that they let a few limited cars come over there and see what they could do with these boys. In first place went to Tony Pierce there, and he was in a limited car, so they'll probably do a little something in this division to slow him down a little bit. And second place goes to Michael Barbary. Third place, Willie Timms. Okay, local racing. Let's get to local racing, which is going to happen tonight up at Harris Speedway. Like I said, these people up here at Harris Speedway trying to do a real good job up there. They're going to have a bicycle race for all the kids up there. Oh, boy. You, you will receive. That sounds like us, Greg. Yeah, I believe we invented that sport. <laughs> well, we did on dirt, maybe. Go ahead. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> and after reading this, they've got rules on these bicycles. All right. You've got to have manual pedals. Did I hear Jamie Madison's name again? Uh, you heard uh, Andy Madison, not Jamie, his brother, Andy Madison. Andy Madison runs Seeker Crate Sportsman. Well, they're both brothers. Yep. Their both daddy brothers. was always Mario Rossi's. Jimmy Madison. And Bud Moore's and mine, favorite employee. And to see his grandkids, or, or I mean, out here winning races, or, or children, I mean, I can't remember, but Jamie and his brother, I mean, that's incredible. He runs a heck. He runs the wheels off a car, can't he? Well, you know, everybody laughs about it, but it kind of runs in that bloodstream somehow or another. But like I said, they're going to have this bicycle race for all kids up there. They're going to have a rule is manual pedals. Well, I mean, what other kind of pedals are there? Uh, you know, you got you got some of these bicycles I've seen that they put uh, motors on them and stuff like that. Oh, well, I mean, that ought to be kind of easy to catch. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got a motor on but it, they're that... gonna have they're gonna have different different age groups up there. They're all gonna right. receive a trophy. Uh, like I said, the, at the gates, all kids that are under ten years ten years and under, the boys will receive a blue armband. The girls will receive a pink armband. They will have numbers on them, and they are going to give away two boys bicycles and two girl bicycles up there tonight. What a great idea! Yes, it is. They added limited sportsmen to the schedule again this week. But uh, he called a little bit earlier. Danny and my daughter and grandson, they've done made plans to go down to Lake Greenwood. So they'll have a good limited sportsman field up there tonight. But for some reason, I don't think we're going to make it up there. Well, Young Guns will be up there on the schedule tonight. Renegade Stock 8, Crate Sportsman, Pure Stock, Front Wheel Drive, V6 Front Wheel Drive, Stock 4, uh, the Renegade Stock 8 and the Pure Stock, this is part of their shootout series. They will actually pay $8,000 to win up there in these divisions. Pits up there will open at 4 p.m. this afternoon. The grandstand gates will open up at 5 p.m. And the driver's meeting will start at 6.30. Okay, we're going to move over here to Cherokee Speedway tonight. Tonight at Cherokee Speedway, they're going to have another one of those uh, fan appreciation nights. Five dollars to get in the grandstand. They appreciate the fans about every week. 
Uh, they, he tries to do it at least once a month up there with the crowd he had over there last Friday night for that Lucas Oil series, which I'll get into that Lucas Oil series just a little bit later on. But he uh, he he really does try to take care of his fans up there at Cherokee's. That's Midway. great. Like I said, five dollars to get in up there. He will have the Carolina Sprint Tour, the six hundred four Crate Late Models, the Crate Sportsman, Renegade, Stock Four, Extreme Four, Young Guns, Thunder Bomber. He's uh, he left limited sportsmen off the schedule, but uh, like I said, we was gonna take a break anyway. Gates at Cherokee Speedway this afternoon are gonna open up at four thirty. Uh, drivers meeting will be at seven p.m. Like I said, the Lucas Oil Series was at Cherokee Speedway last uh, Friday night, and Mike Marler won that, which I've you know discussed that a little bit on the last uh, show last Saturday. But they uh, left there and went to Smoky Mountain Speedway on Saturday night for another big race. Mike Mahler won the $12,000 race at Cherokee. So then he moved up there to Smoky Mountain, was leading. And uh, on lap 30, he got passed by Hudson O'Neill. And Hudson O'Neill, he went on to win the $15,000 race up there at Smoky Mountain Speedway. Hudson O'Neill, he is a young boy. He is actually the son of Don O'Neill. Okay, now we're going to go on down to the Lucas Oil Series on June 28th, which will be next Friday night. They will actually be racing at Tazewell Speedway. Tazewell is in Tennessee, which they'll have another good show up there. Uh, hopefully, we'll get them to back to racing here. We're coming up on 4th of July, which we'll get into that. And there'll be a whole lot of racing here, about like you was talking about on Memorial Day. Yep. There'll be a lot of local racing going on here for 4th of July week. Uh, a lot of these tracks will probably, uh, 4th of July falling on a Thursday this week. There'll probably be a lot of racing on Wednesday night. Right. Some tracks move over to Friday night. Some will race on Saturday night. There you go. Yep. If I could do one thing over last week, when we were sitting here on this show doing it, Greg said um, he did his little thing that he mentions every once in a while about how I went up and, Sat in one of their race cars one Christmas when I was home from uh, up from Florida when I was living down there, and I came home to visit my family. I'd stop by the garage, and I said, "Greg, can I sit in the car?" Of course, you can sit in the car, and I sat in there, and that car ended up winning the Bush Clash. And he said last week, "If you want to get the monkey off your back, let Perry sit in the car." Well, I wish I had done it because you said, "Let's go." If I had done that, we could have had so much fun this morning that. And I could take all the credit for winning that race. But that just proves that uh, that would have been total you-know-what. Because <laughs> sitting in the race car has got nothing to do with it. But it would have been fun because uh, y'all did. Uh, y'all went up there and got rid of that monkey. And uh, we got all this crate of bananas out here we're not going to need, which is which is fine. But congratulations on that. There's one man. He asked me. He said, uh, take you off, you know. Some bananas, throw them up on the workbench. You lucky to stay home. I said, no, nah, I don't even want to be around my garage. I'm going to just work yourself out. So, uh, but if you'd have come over and sat in that car <laughs> Saturday morning, and we'd have went on in one Harris, uh, I believe you'd have to change your routine <laughs> because you'd have to come sit in my car. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, uh, Perry was in and out of our shop whenever he was here on Christmas or living here or whatever Thanksgiving. And there's a group of us that always get together. We did here several weeks ago. Friends of mine, Brennies, Perry's. I mean, they're just... But back to the whole thing. Perry, we won the Bush Clash. Right out of the box with Jeff Bodine. 
we had tried to win that race every way we could, and Ford never could win it and all this stuff. So I, we weren't the first Ford to ever win it. But, uh, yeah, Bodinas come out of the blue. That was, that was the work, that was the backup Daytona car, which really was the so-so. And that was a motor. Anyway, to make a long story short. Too late. <laughs> it's too late. We got a commercial. Let's go. Anyway, go ahead and finish it. Anyway, but Perry's sitting in a car, and a miracle happens. Uh, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah, we already told that story about two weeks in a row. But that's I, know a, that. I, I will say this. <laughs> when I was a little boy and you used to sit in y'all's cars, you were winning championships every year with Weatherly. So, uh, actually, I, I'll take some credit for it. But, anyway, that would have been funny if I had done that. And I would have been glad to sit in your car every week. But Alan said... I, uh, Alan said, you couldn't have gotten in there or something like that. And I said, well, I mean, I think Danny Tesnier is a pretty big guy because you told me how big the opening was or something. And you said, well, yeah, he's a lot younger than you are. So anyway, <laughs> I'd have got in there if I could have. But anyway, we're going to take our final break and come back. And uh, I'm going to speed through everything I can get talked about in about 10 minutes. So uh, we'll be right back from the Beacon Driving Studios. You're listening to Start Your Engines. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. 
At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan is having a huge summer savings event. Save in Greer and get up to $11,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2018 Nissan Maxima. Or lease a brand new 2018 Nissan Altima for only $159 a month for 36 months. For 36 months, lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $199 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Kicks for only $199 a month for 36 months. Greer Nissan, where you'll find low payments, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number JC3, Back to start your engines on a well. I haven't looked out there lately. I don't know if it's sunny. How was it when you came in? It was sunny. Looking they good. They're gonna do some racing. All right, Greg. What you got? I got a very good story. One of our biggest supporters, Ernie Smith, will be on the show. Uh, he's down there right now with Dead Clark and Atlanta Motor Speedway running up and down the back straightaway. Very popular series. He's a local hero around here, and he he's racing right now, and he'll be on next week on the radio. So everybody be listening. And we've had him on the show a lot. He's a good guy. He's the one that, that traded his Henry J for a, a Nova or something, didn't he? Oh yeah, he he, he uh, parked that Henry J. They used nineteen sixty seven rule book, right? Right. And except for one or two minor things like the rear tires, he runs good every week. Okay, let's get quickly through a bunch of stuff here. I'm not going to get to touch on everything. I don't think, but. Uh, let me do the TV schedule real quick. Um, today, Formula One qual. Well, it's over. Don't know who won the poll. It was over at 10 o'clock this morning, and they are at Paul Ricard Circuit in France. They bypassed that circuit for several years, but they're back. Um, if you saw the movie Rush, when uh, the Nicky Lauda character gets out there and he's made improvements to his car and... Uh, and then he gets Clay Ragazzoni to drive it, and he's two, two or three seconds faster. That was at Paul Ricard. So they're back on that circuit again. Uh, Winston Cup qualifying will be at 3 o'clock this afternoon from Sonoma. And IndyCar qualifying from Road America, that will be at 4 o'clock. I tell you, they got the timing on this. You know, they even talked about doing some sort of double header, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. But at least they can stagger these things so you can see both if you want to. So the qualifying there will be back to back with the cup at three and then at four, Indy at Road America. Um, trucks are running again tonight. There's no telling what kind of wackiness they'll have because one week you got Biffle winning, and last week you got the winner disqualified and a. And a, a grudge during the race that, that got Johnny Souter parked. So, uh, Souter, I think you pronounced that. He's an old timer. His father's even an older timer. Um, but at 8.30, they're going to qualify the trucks. And they're at Gateway in Madison, Illinois, right across the river from St. Louis. And at 10 o'clock, 
live from Gateway is the truck race. That's a pretty late start. Of course, they're on Central Time. But, uh, you know, that's some late night viewing for you there for the trucks. Then on Sunday, we've got Formula One from Paul Ricard, and that's real doable at 9.05 in the morning. And that will be on ESPN. And I said something last week about ESPN if they were going to, or when that race was on ABC, and uh, if they might get Jerry Punch or something in there. But it was the same guys from Sky One, the European team, and uh, with Martin Brundle and some other folks. So, anyway, it's real good coverage. I told you about the wackiness in Formula One last week when they docked the winner of the race five seconds, and, uh, and it ended up with Lewis Hamilton winning it again in Canada. So, uh, we'll see what happens this week in France. Uh, Indy cars will go at 12.30. Early start for the Indy cars at Road America. And that race should be done around 2.30 or so. So you can watch the cup guys at 3 at Sonoma. So they, they're stagging it out pretty good. So you can watch both. What you got there? You was talking about docking drivers. NASCAR yep. said something about the road course at Sonoma. If you go off the racetrack, you're supposed to enter back in where you went off. Kyle Busch went off yesterday, and he come back in, and the way he come back in, he, he hollered on his radio to his crew chief. He said, I'm coming back in. I'm going to be head on to some of these drivers coming on. And uh, But they uh, they are talking about that you will actually be docked so many seconds yep. at the end of this race. So if it comes down to a white flag, it might get interesting. Well, Vettel had to race one for Ferrari last week at Canada, and they took it away from him. They docked in five seconds, and... Uh, he was very irate about it. Okay, IndyCars, I just mentioned, they are at noon tomorrow on uh, at Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. That's the Rev Group Grand Prix at Road America. And uh, the qualifying will be this afternoon at 3 o'clock, did I say? Uh, I just said, let me look at the sheet here. Yes, they qualify at 4 o'clock after the cup cars. That point standings right now is Joseph Newgarden first, Um Alexander Rossi second, a 25-point lead. Simon Pagano third. Scott Dixon fourth. Takuma Sato fifth. Will Power sixth. Ryan Hunter Ray seventh. Graham Rahal eighth. Santino Ferrucci, the leading rookie, is ninth. And tenth is Sebastian Bourdais. So the IndyCars are in action this week on the road course. We talked about the cup already. Uh, I've got a sheet of paper here on the ARCA boys. They're actually, what's the date? The 22nd. They're running the day-to-day coffee 150 this afternoon at Gateway. That's a preliminary to the uh, um, truck race. So they are in action again. Formula One, as I said, will be at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning on um, ESPN in France, the Paul Ricard circuit. Their point standings right now. We've got Lewis Hamilton with a 29-point lead, which is uh, over his teammate, Valtteri Bottas, which is... uh, a pretty bulging lead. He'd have to really start hitting the skids. But both of those guys that run 1-2 almost every week have a 62-point lead over third place, which is Sebastian Vettel, who got robbed at Canada. Max Verstappen is fourth. Charles Leclerc and the, the, and the Ferrari is fifth. Pierre Gasly, sixth. Carlos Sainez, seventh. Daniel Ricciardo is eighth. Kevin Magnussen in the Haas car. The American car is ninth. Not looking too bad. And Sergio Perez is tenth. Looking on down here for Roman Grosjean, the other American car. He is 17th. And uh, he's only gathered up two points so far this year. So he's not uh, he's not setting the world on fire. Alan, 
your brother will be back in action next week. So uh, you'll be hosting the show, and your brother will be going at it at Watkins Glen. Uh, how long is that race? Is it, what, six hours or 12? Does it oh, no. Off? I think that race is just, um, I don't have that here, but I'm pretty sure that's just a two-hour time to race. That's, that's a sprint race for that's them. That's a sprint race for them, but you said they need a track where they can really wind them out, and they got that yeah. long straightaway, which used to be even longer before they put the bus stop in there, but... uh. That might be a good race for them. That might be a good race. Since you're only going to run for two hours, you can actually uh, spruce that engine up a little bit. Well, guess what? The name of the race is Salem's Six Hours of the Glen. So I think that sort of answers it right there. Six hours. Most of their races are two hours, but uh, of course, um, they do have other special races. And these are the the cars that can go 24 if they have to, like they did last week. And I, I will have time to touch on that for a minute, it looks like. But the, um, uh, yeah, that'll be next week at Watkins Glen. So, Alan will have uh, maybe a phone call from his brother or something. We don't know what Alan's going to do next week. They'll probably have a qualifying list up for us. So, we'll see how fast they can actually qualify. And something I didn't think I'd get a chance to talk about, but uh, and I can't talk much about it because I don't know much about it, uh, but they did run Le Mans last week, which is one of the premier races in the history of motorsports and every year. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the, the world uh, situation of auto racing, Le Mans is right there at the top, you know, with Indianapolis and, uh, you know, the Daytona 500, I guess. And it, um, that was last week. And the uh, Toyotas finished first and second. <coughs> Excuse me. I knew I had a cough coming there coming there and uh i mean ganassi took four cars over there and four teams four cars and the best one finished 23rd so uh it was rough i don't know a whole lot about it the winning the winner was Seb- sebastian buemi and the uh, toyota gazoo racing car they that finished first and second that the toyota gazoo racing teams and these are the Le Mans prototype ones which is the top 24-hour division. Kazuki Nakajima was second, and a driver I have heard of, Fernando Alonso, was third. So uh, the the second place one was Mike Conway, who's an Englishman and has run Indianapolis before. Before Kamui Kobayashi was second. I mean, was the other co-driver, and Jose Maria Lopez was third. So I won't get any further with the... Uh, uh, Le Mans. It's a big race, though. We just don't give it too much uh, attention on this show. I don't know what Alan's laughing about, but go ahead while I get a drink of water. Well, I was just thinking next week, uh, Greg, you better be listen. You better be learning how to pronounce all them names because I cannot do it. If he if he does not have a simple name like Luke or Joe or something like that, they can they can forget this. I'm so bad I can't even remember my own name. I, I believe not. I actually I started out as the baby. I'm still the baby, and uh, anyway, I'm worse now than I was when I was six. Pretty bad then. Well, I can guarantee you one thing. It'll be entertaining, and I'll listen to it. I doubt if I'll get to hear it live. I, it's possible if I can figure out how to get it on my phone, but I'll definitely be listening to the podcast because that's easy to do. If you've got a smartphone, you just go to where you've got your podcast there on your uh, your screen and hit it, click on it, search for Start Your Engines, and our buddy Lenny McKinney has got them all up there. You can listen to the shows from this year and last year. And um, I'll be listening to it sometime Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon, I hope, to see uh, how these boys did. Greg, you got about 
20 seconds. Okay. One thing that is exciting, Nelson Crozier, the man who can win at any racetrack, trying everything, Roger Penske, he wins, don't matter what it is, uh, fair and square. We hope to have him on in a few weeks, and Nelson says he's going to be on close enough. He said, I'm sure we can get him. I said, well. Well, it was announced this week that President Bush is giving him the Medal of Freedom. Yep. Which is the highest civilian award you can possibly win. And that was announced, I think, Thursday. Uh, Alan? What what president did you say? Uh, Donald Trump. Okay. And he's, uh, he's recognizing auto racing. So, uh, good luck to you next week. you got about 10 seconds to I, say, uh, get I'd me out of this. like for everybody to get out here and support your local dirt tracks tonight. Go to the racetracks. They all sitting here. Going to be running tonight. Uh, like I say, Cherokee's going to be running. Harris is going to be running. And uh, take your appetite we and get some hot dogs and drinks and everything. Because if we lose these tracks, we about like Spartanburg Fairgrounds. They won't come back. That's right. Well, Ronnie, um, let's take a week off. Okay. I'll see you back here uh, on the 30th. So we will, uh, or on, uh, in July sometime. So anyway, that's what we're going to do. I know it's going to be entertaining, as I said. So listen to Greg and Alan and see what they come up with. And Alex will be pushing the buttons. In the meantime, if nobody tells you next week, I'll tell you this week, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. The home of Gamecocks baseball is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is all I can hold up. Now on FM at 98.3.